Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell with News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. And this week, Jenna Tobble's with us again from First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Morning, Andy. So last week, on Good Money Moves, we're all talking about some of the common mistakes or missteps that people make when applying for loans. What what will we be talking about today? Yeah, so this week we're talking about financial resiliency. Um, What that is, how you know if you have it, and how you can increase your personal financial resiliency. I just like that word, resiliency. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, I mean, why are we talking about this topic today, right? That's why I always like to kind of give a little Mm -hmm. context here, right? So... um, life events happen to all of us right so when i when i say life events i'm talking about things like losing your job or having your hours reduced something that a lot of people have experienced in the past year here um but it can also be things like splitting up with your partner um falling ill or getting seriously injured um or it can even become something like becoming a primary caregiver to like an aging family member that maybe you weren't planning on having to do um but these are all like actually very common situations that tend to have pretty negative impacts on your finances because most people just aren't prepared for them right yeah when you just that long list that you just described it seems like it's very likely at least one of those is going to happen to you at some point yeah yeah i mean um you know and, and the thing is is if you're not prepared like these things can really devastate truly devastate your finances very quickly um and what that leads to is after a a serious life event like that people tend to turn to debt very quickly to solve their financial problems if they're not financially resilient right so yeah absolutely yeah so long slippery slope we talk about yeah yeah um so i actually have some interesting statistics that just kind of help to highlight that point a little further because it's really the key that we're getting at with our conversation today. So um, a recent survey by TIAA found that 60% of Americans have experienced varying levels of financial stress amid the pandemic here, right? And 41% of those feel financially vulnerable at this point. with 26% of those already having turned to new debt in order to cover expenses of having things like lost income. So this is this is a real and honest issue that kind of perpetuates a lot of the debt problems that we talk about on this show regularly. And and this is true even not even before the pandemic, right? So there's a study back from 2018 by StepChange.org that suggested that seven out of ten people find themselves with problematic debt levels after a major unexpected life event happens. Yeah, right? you just you think about if you suffer a broken leg or you know mm-hmm. what would be considered a relatively common medical issue, you can end up with thousands of dollars worth of bills that are deductibles and co-pays and everything else that you were not prepared for necessarily oh absolutely i mean there there is a link between major life events happening and people's debt levels right and then to kind of add to that the more events 
that someone experiences within a period of time, the more likely they are to become debt-laden, right? So people who have experienced a life event in the last two years are three times as likely to be in problem debt than those who had not experienced a life event for that same period of time. And that, com- the, that comes from that same, same stepchange.org study that I referenced earlier. Um, and then you take that a level further, right? People who have experienced two life events in that same time frame, that same two years, were four times as likely to be in debt as those who experienced none. So these life events are life-changing in more ways than one. They can often be very emotionally life-changing, but also they affect your finances deeply, right? So while these types of situations often feel like they come up really unexpectedly in life, they are actually somewhat predictable in nature and you can prepare for them to some degree, right? So to really protect yourself from experiencing serious debt issues after an unfortunate event in your life, um, this is why you develop a level of personal financial resiliency, which is why we're talking about it today. All right. So let's start from the very beginning. Yeah. What is financial resiliency exactly? Yes. So financial resiliency is really the ability to absorb a financial shock, such as a job loss or medical issues, like we mentioned earlier, right? And then still bounce back without having to take on major levels of debt. Um, so it's really kind of your ability to weather the storm with your boat still floating, even if the deck of your boat might be a little <laughs> wet. Like you're not, maybe not come out perfect, but you're still afloat. You didn't sink. Yeah. Um, so financial resiliency is kind of about understanding what risks you could face and then kind of the probabilities that that negative life event will happen to you and having the knowledge and tools to know how to avoid damage and really minimize the impact to your finances as best you can. Um, it's kind of it's your ability to withstand and recover from temporary financial hardship and disruptions that life is going to throw at you. It's I can under- happen. I can understand why people are not adequately prepared for this because it's it's one of those things you don't want to think about. Oh, for sure. I mean, and so many people are like, well, that's stuff that happens to other people, right? That's the, I mean, you never think that stuff is going to happen to you. It's those stories you read about on Facebook that happen or, but the reality of the situation is those are just regular people that had those life events yeah. happen to them. It could just as easily have been you. You just got lucky that go around, right? Um, so really having that level, having financial resiliency is really having, rather than having kind of a reactionary response to some of these serious financial situations that can come up, the resilience part of this is that long-term ongoing and sustainable plan that you can really kick into action because you've nurtured it beforehand, right? And this, you really kind of do this through building a habit of savings, reducing debt, and making smart money management choices. Making good money moves is what you're yeah, talking about. Absolutely. All the things we talk about. On use, those, use those words, too, again. Plan, budget, savings. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, it, in essence, it is what we've been talking about all along. These fundamental building blocks of making good money moves to prepare for when something goes wrong. Yeah. I guess, how do you tell if you are financially resilient I, I, how do you determine if you are in that position and uh, or, or if you're not i guess 
Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, we often like to think that we're doing a really good job financially because things are going relatively smooth, right? You're paying your bills on time. You maybe even have a little money put away to save if something comes up like a car repair or something like that. You feel like you're doing okay, right? right? But to be truly financially resilient you have to be able to take something much bigger than an unexpected car repair. Um, like your finances have to be able to take that on, right? So we're talking about something like a serious car accident lands you in the hospital and now you're out of work for months recovering, right? Um, those are two very different levels of financial preparedness. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what we're talking about today, That that the the big things that happen. Right, the big so, things we don't like to think about. Yeah. So I I like to say that there's really kind of four key indicators that your finances could take this kind of like beating and come out the other side still standing, even if you are slightly bruised afterwards a little bit, right? Um, so the first one would be that you have six months of your salary saved in your emergency fund. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is that's a tall this order. Is a, it is, and it's important though. This is the number one because it means that you have enough money to live on for months. Should you be out of work for any reason, right? You have to have that sizable amount of money saved up. Having that five hundred dollars in an emergency fund will not provide you financial resiliency in the event of job loss or med- huge medical debts. It just won't. Um, that's good for those those car repairs that pop up, but you need to be building your savings beyond that to be financially resilient, really. I mean, really, the more that you have saved that you can pull from during an unexpected life event, the better. Okay. Well, that makes sense, obviously. Yeah. But a lot so, of people don't think about it that way. So I imagine if we're talking about savings, then the other side of the equation is how much debt you have because that's another thing that's going to be an expense, maintaining the debt payments that you have. So... We're going to take a quick break and probably dive into that if, if my crystal ball is clear today. Yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> We're talking good money moves and financial resiliency with Jenna Tubble from First Alliance Credit Union. Back in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Check out these deals. And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. Mm-hmm. And the topic today is financial resiliency. Yeah. And you mentioned the more savings you have, the better you're going to be. Common sense. Yeah. And the other side of that, I imagine, is (laughs) the less you owe to somebody else, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of the second indicator that you have financial resiliency should a life event happen to you, right, is that you have minimal debt. Um, So this is really important piece of this, too, because this means if you are out of work, um, the obligations that you have to pay for are going to be a lot they're going to be minimal, right? In the event of this kind of financial crisis that's befallen you. And the less money that you're having to dole out, 
the less money you have to actually that you have to live off of, right? It kind of expands right. your ability to absorb that shock because you don't have so many obligations, right? It allows you to really focus the money you do have towards necessities or paying off any unexpected costs that have arise from this life event more easily, pulling from, you know, those emergency funds that we talked about earlier. Yeah, when you think about it, there's so many things you could have... You could clamp down and live a simpler life during this time. Right. To try to minimize the outflow of cash. But if you have debt, that's fixed. You've got to pay it. Exactly. Or, you know, you're only going to end up further and further. Right. More troubles. Yeah, more trouble. Um, so really, it, it, if you've got debt, pay it down as fast as you can. Before Always, something right? bad happens. <laughs> Always. Um, which kind of brings me to the next kind of key indicator that you would be financially resilient and that is really living within your means that's something that you're already doing right so we covered this topic pretty extensively in episode 57 so if you want to kind of understand more about what living within your means truly means i would go back and listen to that episode but this is an important indicator that you're financially financially resilient because if a calamity did befall you you would have fewer adjustments to make to your spending and budgeting habits. Um, And the less adjustments you have to make, the easier time you are going to have kind of renegotiating your financial life. And that just makes it that much less stressful and that much easier on you, right? So essentially, living within your means now means that you have the important financial skills and habits that you would need already to get through a major financial setback because you've already got that mindset which is huge. And if you were doing this, you likely have some significant savings. Yes. It all dovetails together. It does, yep. If you're living within your means, your debt is in a manageable level. You've probably been putting away money for savings for a period of time already. I mean, this it all kind of plays together um, to really kind of build this solid foundation of making good money moves, really. Um, So the last one that I kind of want to focus on as an indicator... And this is something I haven't really talked a lot about on this show before, but this one is important in this particular situation, and you're gonna, and you'll figure out why. So the last one, the last kind of key indicator that you would be financially resilient in a major life event would be that you have the right insurances in place, right? You have oh yeah adequate health insurance coverage. You have home and auto insurance. You have life insurance, um, maybe disability, death insurance, whatever. There's all kinds of different insurances out there that you can have, right? Short-term disability, long-term disability. Yes. Right. Um, So having these in place is going to kind of make the difference between coming out of a financial setback in an okay place a lot of times versus complete devastation, right? I mean, no one, don't get me wrong, no one likes paying for insurance and it can really feel like this waste of money when life is going fine. But if a serious situation does arise, having the right insurance with the right coverage levels will make the difference between sink or swim. That's why they call it insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so important. And it's one of those things that you do need to kind of reevaluate as your life moves forward. And as you have kids or as you retire, um, these are all things that you need to keep track of and and make a part of your budget Yep. to keep yourself safe. Right. My my 18 year old self is rolling his eyes right now. (laughs) I know. 
I know. I, <laughs> I know, right? And it's hard. It's hard because some of these these things are a little bit out of your control sometimes. So things like health insurance are a lot of times dictated by your employer, and that can be difficult to maintain the right insurance levels for yourself. But if you at least have something, that's better than nothing. Yep. In any situation, because you just never know. Um, but if so, if you can really check off like all of these boxes, the likelihood that you'll be able to kind of navigate a life changing event without needing to take on debt to cover those unexpected expenses expenses is going to be much higher. You're going to have a much better chance of making it out OK financially. Okay. Everything you describe sounds reasonable. Yeah. But I imagine that there are. We, obviously, the statistics show it. There's a lot of people who are nowhere near attaining the level of financial resiliency that you're talking mm-hmm. about. What yeah. what kind of actionable steps can someone take to get to the point where they are financially resilient? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's definitely some easy steps that you can take to really put yourself in a more financially resilient position in the event of a financial crisis, right? Um, so first of all, start, if you're not, start tracking your spending so you know where your money is going, right? If you start tracking your spending now, when a financial problem does hit, you will already know exactly where you can cut back in order to maintain your budget. It will also, is gonna help you feel more confident about your money and confidence and resiliency are really good friends. <laughs> Um, so, which leads me to my next kind of step that you can take is start cutting costs now, right? Don't wait for a financial crisis to hit before you cut back. Like if you're tracking your spending, you're budgeting your money now, you'll quickly see those areas of spendings that you can decrease, which is going to allow you to increase your savings because you're gonna be spending less. And remember, increasing those that savings is going to be what saves you in the event of a crisis, is gonna keep you out of serious levels of debt that are going to make life much harder for you after you kind of overcome mm-hmm. this issue that life has thrown at you. And if you're lucky enough that you skate through without any one of these major life-changing events, guess what? You've got a ton of money on your hands. Right? Like, <laughs> the end of it, you win. <laughs> yeah, it's a win-win situation. There, I mean, seriously, just save money, people. Come on. <laughs> I know, it's so hard sometimes to kind of wrap your brain around, like, how do you even start with that? But that's why we're talking about it today. Um, so the next one uh, on my list would be eliminate debt as quickly as you can. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but just remember, this is so important, that the less obligations you have, the better you'll be able to kind of absorb a financial setback so much easier without debt on your plate right and if i always say the best place to start is if you is with your credit cards and start if you've got multiple you know credit cards with debt on them hanging out there start with the one with the highest interest rate first and work your way towards eliminating the rest that is the the quickest and easiest way to make your finances that finances that much healthier um, which mean, you know, if you're trying to pay it down really fast, that might mean that you need to find a way to bring in more income. Mm-hmm. And this is a, you know, this isn't a kind of a good one to consider for a couple different reasons, right? So having multiple streams of income is never a bad thing, right? Not only does it bring more cash into your hands that you can use to pay down that debt or build up your savings while things are good, 
It also gives you income to fall back on when things go bad, like if you lost your job, having that second stream of income. So if you're really trying to figure out how do you kind of build up your savings quickly, how do you pay down debt quickly, consider finding a second source of income. And we've mentioned this before in episodes, just because you take on a second job doesn't mean you have to work that second job for the rest of your life. Just work towards your goals and then be done with it. Move on. Moonlighting needs to be a common thing for everybody. Yeah. And I think, you know, it still is, but it's not, maybe not enjoyable. It's a lot of work to work two jobs. But if you have goals... It gives you a little more reason to do it. All right. Um, We're going to take a quick break here before we move on and continue discussing financial literacy. It's good money moves. It's a a fundamental good money move. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union next on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. To spread of the COVID-19 virus, houses with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk. 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. And it's Financial Literacy. No, Financial Resiliency Day. Yes. It's part of financial literacy. It is. But right before the break, you were talking about bringing in more income with the Mm -hmm. idea of bolstering your savings. Because ultimately... That's the key to the whole thing. It is. It is. I'm going to say it again. You know, it's the most important thing you can do to be financially resilient is to save money and make it a priority, right? I mean, you can have no debt. You can have good insurance coverage like we talked about earlier. But if you have nothing in savings, none of that is going to matter if your life gets turned upside down. Right, you'll have nothing to keep you afloat during financial turmoil if you don't have something saved, right? And you know, I mentioned earlier that you you should have six months of expenses saved, um, and that can feel like a really daunting amount, right? So, starts. This is my tip for you. Your an actionable step you can take to start building financial resiliency is to start smaller, right? So think about what is your deductible on your home or your auto insurance, right? Is it $500, maybe a thousand, right? Work towards having that much saved first because that's the amount that you would be responsible for if you were in an accident or something happened to your home, right? Um, You have to start somewhere, but then don't stop building on that. Work towards that six months of expenses saved. It's going to take time, but hopefully nothing happens to you in that time where you're working towards it. That time is going to like kind of go happen regardless. Well, you just have to hope <laughs> the earlier, in that time. <laughs> yeah, the earlier you start, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. So we imagine all the things we can put in place to be resilient. How do we, how do we understand the risk we face, the risk factors that are out there for certain events that occur? How, how does someone go about determining how much risk they have? Yeah, that's a great question. So really, this means that you have to kind of go through and figure out what your financial weak spots are and then resolve them as best you can while also determining your financial strong points, right? Everybody has financial strong points and weak points, right? And while you can obviously not control all of the external circumstances that impact you, right? Nobody can plan for a pandemic, but you can control 
how you respond and adapt to the reality that's then presented to you from those external circumstances, right? You can't plan for the pandemic and what happens with that, but you can plan for losing your job or you can plan for what happens if you get sick, right? Those are within your control in your reality. So to kind of figure out what these different risk levels are for you, you have to really sit down and openly address your financial vulnerabilities and then take steps to kind of minimize those those risks, right? So sit down with your partner, have a brainstorm session about all the events that could seriously impact your finances, and then figure out what you would do in each of those situations, right? So think about situations like an unexpected change in someone's employment status, or going back to school, or challenges for the business you own, or stock market swings, if you if you follow that, you know, um, personal health concerns, natural disasters, the of a family member like the list goes on and on like and it's it's kind of morbid to think about some of these things and not fun but you're going to be in a better place if you do right because once you start thinking through these scenarios you're going to really quickly realize what you have working for you and what you have working against you in each of those situations right and then the path becomes really clear what it is you need to do to shore up those financial weaknesses what you're talking about here is adulting (laughs) yeah. <laughs> oh, it is hard to adult sometimes, but you got to do it. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about a lot of good information here, but yeah. if somebody wishes to obtain more information as they delve into becoming more financially resilient, I imagine, Jenna, we can go to the First Alliance Credit Union website to at least get started. Oh, absolutely. You can visit firstalliancecu.com. I strongly suggest that you subscribe to our blog. We release um, new financial tips and advice every week um, to help you make good money moves. Uh, We also have really great educational resources on our website, like guides to budgeting and savings, which are huge steps that you need to take to become financially resilient. Um, And I also mentioned a couple past episodes um, that you could go back and listen to. You can find those at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services. Um, But if you want a little bit more personalized direction for how to become financially resilient, I strongly encourage you to reach out to one of our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. They are going to help you... get pointed in the right direction and help you make good money moves based on where you are at currently today. It's in their DNA. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, another good money moves in the book. Well, so thank you so much, Jenna. Oh, (laughs) happy to be here. And we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Okay. It's Good Money Moves right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the News Talk 1340, KROC.